0: I am Gian, the founding pastor of Victory Church, and the topic of this morning is Cinco de Mayo. Congratulations to all our brothers and sisters in Mexico and Mexicans here in the United States of America. Cinco de Mayo. Felicidades por su celebración esta semana. And before we get to the message, I would like to invite you to go to the website vchurch.us. Download the bulletin of this morning. You can also do it. If you are watching through the comfort of uh, a big TV in your home, open your camera and your phone, point towards the QR code, and bingo, (laughs) you got it there. Thank you so much for your support. My friends, especially my beautiful church members, thank you. Thank you, my brother. Thank you, my sister. Thank you, everybody here in the church for your support. Another month passed by, and the Lord is blessing us with everything we need. If you want to help us, 432-268-0007 is the phone number that you can text. Just indicate the amount and the system will take you through. It is an honor for me as a pastor, as a founding pastor and leader of this church, to do what we can do in order to promote the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, exalt the name of Jesus and at the same time educate people through this biblical lessons that we share every week. Thank you, Tracy, for those songs. They are wonderful. Thank you, Sebastian, for your work leading our IT department. And thank you to our wonderful people working behind scenes, every and each one of you, musicians, singers, editors, audio editors, video editors, SEO experts, software experts. Thank you so much for your help, dear friends. And now we are going to start this message Cinco de Mayo. Today is a beautiful Sunday and it's just the first of the month of May, but soon in a probably a, the flashes of a flash, we will be celebrating Cinco de Mayo. And this weekend is a great weekend here in the U.S. because Mexican restaurants are celebrating with the special meals and I cannot wait to have lunch today with whomever comes (laughs) to join us to eat together after the, the worship service. Cinco de Mayo actually has a history, and I want to share with you the history about it because many people don't know about it. In 1861, the financial disaster in Mexico's economy led Benito Juarez, which was the president at this point, to suspend debt payments to Great Britain, Spain, and France. So they have debts, and they say, sorry, guys, we can't pay you. Now, the Great Britain, the English, and the Spaniards, they negotiated with Benito Juarez. Somehow they got it uh, negotiated uh, through conversations and all that. Napoleon, on the other hand, he was not happy with that. So he sent troops to collect. But it was precisely on May the 5th, in 1862, when they had a a huge battle in Puebla. And there, Mexicans had a victory over the French, and that is the reason reason of this celebration. Now, a year later, France France came back stronger and defeated the Mexicans, and this time they installed Maximiliano as ruler in Mexico. At the same time, Maximiliano and the French were defeated three years later. One more time. (laughs) And all this because there was a debt between nations and, uh, well, somebody, Napoleon, was not willing to let it go. He was thinking of expanding his territory. It is interesting when you think about the origin of this celebration because, in fact, today I'm going to present to you a very interesting chart. This chart has to do entirely with population and national debt. So here, I'm going to show you, let's just start, for example, with Mexico, the Great Britain, Spain, and France. Look at the numbers in the population. For example, here we have the population in Mexico right now is 128 million, and the Great Britain is 67.7, and Spain 48.1, and France 65.2. Obviously, Mexico is the country with more people right now out of those four, Correct. But I want us to study for a second the national debt. So Mexico's debt right now is 746 billion. Great Britain 3.31 billion. <laughs> now, Spain is 1.64 trillion and France is 3.59 trillion. So out of those four countries as you can see here, it is France with 3. 59 trillion dollars the biggest debt out of those four countries now it is interesting that uh, mexico has the largest population out of those and uh, his debt their debt is actually uh, above the great britain but speaking about countries would you like to know what's the status with the usa at this point well let's see here At this point, we are in 332 million people in the country. And our debt is $30.4 trillion. That's the national debt for the USA. But there are other interesting countries that we like to present today to you. One of those is Russia with 145.9 million people, which they have a debt of two hundred ninety-one billion dollars. China, on the other hand, 1.44 billion people, the largest country in the world, with a debt of 10.67 trillion dollars. And India, with 1.37 billion people, the second largest country in the world, and their debt is 2.30 trillion dollars. This chart tells you That pretty much there is no one nation without debt. It's interesting to know that Russia is considered one of the countries with the smaller debt, national debt in the world. Now, when you are thinking about finances, there is another chart that I want to show you. Because sometimes you think, well, the debt is terrible. And, you know, as we know, the debt continues growing, unfortunately, the national debt. But... uh, What if you allow me to show you this particular chart? This chart shows you four columns of the financial statute of an individual. When I speak with my friends and when we are doing counseling, analyzing budget, and studying money, money management, quite often you, you hear people talking about their income And their debt you know which is important but you know a budget has to have income and expenses so sometimes people are more clever and they say you know what I I have here my income I want us to study my my income I want us to study my expenses but also I want us to study uh, my debt which is great but honestly in order to analyze finances you need to include a fourth cone, which is your assets. And what are your assets? Do you know what your assets are? Cash that you have available in your home, money that you have in bank accounts, any investment that you have, stocks or in companies, investments. Of course, you can consider part of your assets tools that you may use for work or in your home, any kind of equipment, vehicles, those are your assets. But probably the most important assets that you need to consider always is real estate investments. Those are your assets. Of course, you cannot consider an asset in real estate a property that is not paid off. In that case, you have to consider as an asset actually what you will make in the event that you sell that property and you pay to the mortgage company, that difference, that, my friend, that's your real asset. All right. So I want us to talk for a moment about this because it's interesting that this celebration, Cinco de Mayo, precisely started it because an issue of debt. So money is a very important topic that many people don't like to talk about. But I want us to study today three particular cases. Person one, person two, and person three. Here on the screen, you can see them, okay? You can see these cases with the four columns that we discussed, income, expenses, debt, and assets. So, by looking at this particular chart, tell me, which is the person that makes the most money? in a period of time, based on this chart. Is person number one, blue, blue person? Is person number two, red person? Or is person number three, green person? Who makes the most? Obviously, right? Is person number two in red here, which has the highest income? Okay, that's important in life, right? So you can say, well, person number two makes a lot of money. Person number one makes decent money. Person number three makes little money. Now let's analyze expenses. What is the case of each one of them? Which one in this case has the smallest amount in expenses? You see that, right? It's very clear. Person number three. He doesn't have a lot of income, but he has a very little amount of expenses. So the difference that he has allows him to do two things. One is to pay debt, and two is to convert that money into assets, which we already discussed this. This is cash that you have in your home, investments that you have, even if they are stocks, gold, or whatever else, investments that you have in companies, or, of course, real estate investments, equipment, etc. So you see that? The difference between income and expenses is the amount of money that you can take to pay debt and also to increase your assets. So, if you analyze person number one, you see that he has good income But his expenses are high, and unfortunately, through the years, he has been accumulating debt. You see how high his debt is. And what about his assets? Person number one has very little assets. Although he is making money, his debt is preventing him to bank any profit. Therefore, his assets are small. In the case of person number two, which makes more money than the three of them, expenses are high, but also he has the largest debt. And as a result of that, he cannot bank much money either. But if you study person number three, our green guy, you see that although he has very little income, but he has very controlled level of expenses with a very tiny debt, More likely, this guy is going to be banking every time he makes money, and as a result of that, his assets grow. That is something that you need to understand for your own self. Because, like in the case of Cinco de Mayo origin, it was debt, (laughs) the problem, and how to manage debt You know, sometimes people say, well, I'm not going to pay. I'm going to fight for bankruptcy. Well, sometimes it doesn't go that well for people. So today I want us to discuss, based on the scripture, what are the right things to do when it's about money management? Is that okay with you? There you go. So let's go to the scripture today, and we read from the easy-to-read version. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Please, Lord, guide us through this reflection. Do you know where your fights and arguments come from? They come from the selfish desires that make war inside you. The selfish desires that make war inside you. That is the origin of fights and arguments. Now, I want us to discuss six things that are important when you are talking about your desires. Let's talk about ambition. Let's start there with ambition, okay? Are you ambition? Do you have ambition? Ambitious. Are you ambitious? You know, ambition is, is not a bad thing as a desire of. Obtaining prosperity as a desire of moving forward in life to advance. Ambition is a good thing. You should have ambition, considering ambition as a good thing with the objective of advancing in life. But the problem is that sometimes ambition can blind you. It will. Because if you let Your desires, which is what James says here, right? It says that it is the desires, the selfish desires that make war inside you. Those selfish desires. It it is not about uh, the ambition that that is wrong. It has nothing to do with the desire of bringing prosperity to you, to your family, to your community, etc., No, it is about selfish desires. That is the problem. Ambition can take people in a very wrong path. And we know that as a result of ambition, people are willing to do many bad things. They are willing to act dishonestly. How many times you have heard about issues with inheritance, issues with Dishonesty in the workplace, bad stuff, people operating with false identities, false signatures, you know, crimes, perjury, ambition. It could be detrimental to you if you don't know how to handle your desire for prosperity. That's why here, the first thing that I want us to discuss when it's about money management is thinking if uh, what you have, it is a selfish desire. It's just uh, something that you want to have no matter the cost. You see, that is what will make war inside you. Now, the other thing that happens when you are considering money management is envy. You know, envy is simply the bad feeling that you have when you see somebody that has something and makes you covet. You are unhappy because somebody has something that you don't. That person received a blessing, a gift, and suddenly... You want to take it because of envy. You want to do something wrong to this person because of envy. That's a bad thing, my friend. That is not what the Lord God wants you to experience. And like James in chapter 4, verse 1 says, it comes from the selfish desire that makes war inside you. But thinking about it, why is it that people will have envy? Have you ever thought about it? You know, most of the time, the reason why people have envy is because they feel insecure about themselves. They are insecure. If you are insecure, you will have envy constantly. Insecure about who you are. Insecure about your gifts, your talents, your abilities, your intelligence, etc. When you are insecure and you have not found your identity in God, you will start thinking the wrong, the different wrong things. And one of those things is you will start to become very ambitious. You will have ambition out of control. And second, you will experience envy, which is similar to jealousy with a little difference that jealousy is what you experience when somebody accomplishes something. Somebody got promoted. Somebody was able to purchase something. Or somebody finished a degree. Any accomplishment moves you from envy to jealousy. And that, my friend, can kill anybody. There is when you see the fights. Many families are destroyed because of this. Why is it that My brother married this beautiful girl, and I don't. Why is it that my sister is doing so well in her career, and I don't? Why is it that my co-worker got promoted, and I don't? Why is it that this, and this, and that ambition, envy, insecurity, jealousy, all that will bring you to fights? That's not the lifestyle the Lord wants you to experience, my friend. Now, what about competition? Is it a wrong thing to compete? I'll tell you this. Competition is a great thing. It has to do with ambition because you want to be special, somebody you want to win. Nobody wants to be a loser. Everybody wants to win. But of course, when you are talking about competition, you know that there has to be followed by a good code, ethic code to compete. It is okay if you like to compete. If you like to be in the sports arena or in the business arena or whatever the thing is that you want to compete with others, and there are others that like to compete because this is part of their personality, it's okay to compete as long as you follow a correct ethic code. Now, I will tell you that majority of people are not involved in competitions like... uh, athletes or others that are doing competitions out there with others a lot of people like to compete in their hearts with somebody they don't say anything it's like oh you got that car i'm gonna get a better car or you got that husband i'm gonna get a better husband or you got this degree i'm gonna get a better degree competition sometimes It is silence that is there. It is good for you to desire to prosper, my friend. Now, the best way that you can compete is compete with yourself. That is what I always suggest to everybody that likes to compete. I said, forget about the other people around you. Forget about your brother, forget about your sister. Forget about your supervisor, forget about the coworker. Forget about the other business owner. Forget about this other fella. Forget about the others. Everyone has his own thing. But think about how can you beat your yesterday's self. How about that? You can become a better person every day in the presence of God by doing the right thing and being ambitious and looking for prosperity and looking for improvement in your life when you are competing with yourself. That's the best game that you can have. You say, I want to be a better person, but not to compare yourself with other individuals. Compare yourself of today with yourself of yesterday. Yourself of 2022 with yourself of 2021. And setting goals for 2023. Because that, my friend, will make you highly competitive, but in a very healthy way. When you are not looking for selfish desires, you just want the improvement. You, want, you like the competition. You want to do better. That is healthy. And it's good that you can do that. You know that? It's, it's possible, and you can do it. Now, if we continue reading here in the verses 2, section B and 3, let's go. Listen to this. You don't get what you want because you don't ask God. Or when you ask, you don't receive anything because the reason you ask is wrong. You only want to use it for your own pleasure. There you go. So... I'm going to talk to you now about four aspects related with what is right and what is wrong in terms of asking and desiring to obtain something more. The first thing that I want to tell you is that it is important that you pray more and you talk more to the Lord God. It's very important. But the thing is, a lot of people don't understand that praying to God, not necessarily It's about just asking. Praying to God, it's precisely a conversation. You need to find the truth about God as a person. The Lord God as your father. The Lord God as your best friend, your companion, your guide, your leader, your mentor, Because when you start talking to the good Lord, he will start talking to you. And that is important. And do you know that while you are talking to the good Lord, even if it's about the desires that you have, right? You say, Lord, I would like to get better in my life. I want to talk to you today about the new phone that I want to have, the new computer I want to have, the new pair of shoes that I want to have. The, the new degree, the new certification. Uh, Lord, I want to talk to you about this thing. Whatever is what you are asking. It's a good thing that you start there by praying. But just remember, when you are praying to the Lord, it's not just all about asking. It's also about listening. Because the Lord God is the source of wisdom and everything. You can try on your own strength with your own means on your own by yourself to try to get better in life and many people can they learn things but at the end of the day they are not going to be actually successful they are going to pay a high price because the same scripture declares this without me says the lord you cannot do Anything, nothing, because the Lord God is the source of wisdom and the source of everything. Some people try to figure out how to make more money, how to get a certification, a degree, a person, this and that. And some of them are pretty clever and they can learn things. They are just disregarding God. And that's a mistake. Mistake that you cannot afford. What is what you want to accomplish this week, this month, this year, in the following years of your life? You are aiming towards something, right? You want to get better. You want to do better. You want to prepare yourself. You see your income. You see your debt, your expenses, and your assets, all those things that you're thinking, I I need to come up with a good strategy. How can I handle things better? How can I become a better person? Then you say, I'm going to come to God. I'm going to talk to God. And then you start praying and reading. Because when you are praying, the answer of your conversation to the Lord, which makes it a dialogue, not a monologue, you talking, 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 comes from the Bible. You open your Bible and then you start studying your Bible and you read what the Bible says about this and that. And here is where you can easily in these days just research topics about whatever is what you want to learn about. What the Bible says about this. What does the Bible say about this and that? You talk to your friends. You talk to your pastor friend. You talk to other believers. And then you will find in the scripture the solution. The solution to all answers. You know, I have a little joke. The joke is that chocolate is the answer to all questions. You are sad, eat chocolate. You are happy, eat chocolate. You are alone, eat chocolate. You have people around, eat chocolate. During the day, eat chocolate. In the night, eat chocolate. It's a joke, my friend. But the truth is, the Bible truly is the word of God. In the Word of God, you will find answers to all questions. Like chocolate. <laughs> Forgive me. I just love chocolate. But anyways, I will tell you this. You learn to get closer to the Lord. That's why so many people can't accomplish anything. You don't, they don't receive anything because, because they, are not, they are not doing it for the right reasons. But when you go to the Scripture and you start to read more and learn in God's character, then you will understand that all that you need is to continue developing that relationship with the Lord, which is a 24-7 deal. Or do you, go, do you go to God only to ask for something? You get in the car, God protect me. You are about to collect some money, God help me to collect. You are about to do a task, God guide me how to do this. It is like a, for some people the Lord God becomes a browser. I need something. Help me god.com. Boom. I get what I want. Get out of here god. I don't need you anymore. Do you do that? Do you do that my friend? Because that is not what the Lord wants. The Lord wants to have a constant relationship with you. You and him talking all the time, 24-7. And he knows how to handle you. He's not afraid of any topic. There is no one thing that you do that he doesn't see. But you need to learn how to do everything according with God's will, with God's blessing. And then is when we need to think about Do we are the kind of people that only search for our selfish desires? Or do you really care for others and pray for them? Is all that you are looking for when you come to God is give me this, fix me this, and help me with this? Or you go to him and you have a conversation, you have a relationship, and then you start thinking of others. And you Present your request to the Lord. You say, Lord, today I want to ask you to help such and such, which is in problems. I want to ask you for this family, Lord, that they need this. I want to ask you for this friend, which needs that. That's beautiful, you know? Now, I remember somebody said to me one day, I never pray for myself. I am always praying for others. And I thought, well, that is very beautiful, but I think you are mistaken. If you think that just asking God to help others is noble, I will tell you, you are mistaken. The Lord knows everything, but He is pleased when you humbly present your request for your own needs as well. There is nothing wrong. When you ask the good Lord, Father, I need your help in this situation for me. But what we don't uh, should be doing is praying and asking only for our own things. The following Sunday, everyone here in America is going to be celebrating Mother's Day. And so many people are already upset with the topic because they think it's way too commercial, (laughs) whatever. And many others that we lost our mothers because they are in heaven, we just say, I wish my mama was here today. I will buy her the best present that I could afford and take her out to eat somewhere. So one way or other, some angry and others happy, Next Sunday, Mother's Day, May 8th, Worship Service 289 here in Victory Church. I hope you will come. Now, let's continue reading. And uh, this reading that I will present to you is in the book of Judges in chapter 6 and verse 15. There was a time when the Israelites needed a leader. God called Gideon and told him to save them. So Gideon answered and said to the Lord, pardon me, sir, how can I save Israel? My family group is the weakest in the tribe of Manasseh, and I am the youngest one in my family. Well, I want you to know, my friend, God is searching for leaders all the time. From the times of Adam and Eve, Noah, Moses, Abraham, etc., David, Gideon, the disciples, the founding fathers in the U.S., your parents, your generation, the following generations. God is searching for leaders all the time. And why is that? Well, because a leader is going to become a person of influence. You know, the problem that we have today is that there is so much garbage everywhere. There is so much trash in the news, social media. There is so much bad music out there, too many bad movies out there, horrible TV shows that people are just getting filled with trash, but God is searching for leaders all the time, leaders that can make a difference in the life of a small community, a small family, or in a big family in a big community, social media, movies, music, everywhere in the business environment and also in the political arena, everywhere, the Lord God is searching for leaders all the time. Now, it is so cool that Gideon answers something like, pardon me, how can I do this? My family is the weakest in the tribe of Manasseh, and I'm the youngest. You know, it is interesting, but the Lord is going to choose people who don't think too much of themselves. You are thinking of your future. How can you improve I want you to know, if you are listening to God, if you are paying attention to the teachings of God's word, you, without even thinking about it, you are becoming a leader, a person of influence, but you need to think like Gideon. You don't need to think too much of yourself because that's the number one mistake of leaders. Yeah, you know, of course, they are going to call me, I'll be the new supervisor because with my experience, you know? Yeah, I'll be the new CEO because uh, who else could be, you know? (laughs) That's a mistake. Pride, but humility. Humility is actually an asset in the kingdom of God. And when it's about leadership... You really need to learn how to be humble because as a leader, you are exposed. People are going to see you as a leader in your family, in your group, in your company, wherever you are. And they will see every mistake you make and they will will criticize you for everything you say and everything you don't say, for everything you do and for everything you don't do. One way or other, leaders are exposed to the criticism and there is only one thing that will sustain you, is humility. Becoming humble in the presence of God and also by acting in a humbly way, very humbly with everybody. Because the Lord God is looking for leaders. So what happened with Gideon after this? So we read here in the verses 36 through 40. God sent Gideon to defeat the enemies, but Gideon said to to God, you said that you will help me, save the Israelites. Give me proof. (laughs) I will put the sheepskin on the threshing floor. If there is dew only on the sheepskin, while all the ground is dry, I will know that you will use me to save Israel, as you said. And guess what? That is exactly what happened. Gideon got up early the next morning and squeezed the sheepskin. (laughs) He was able to drain a bowl full of water from it. Then Gideon said to God, Don't be angry with me. Let me ask you just one more thing. Let me test you one more time with the sheepskin. This time, let the sheepskin skin be dry while the ground around it gets well wet with dew. That night, God did that very thing. Just the sheepskin skin was dry, but the ground around it was wet with dew. Totally wet. Isn't that something, my friend? The Lord is calling you for something, for changes. To become a leader, an influencer in your community. And you don't know what exactly you should do. You are doubting. Well, if you ask God for a proof that he's talking to you, he will prove it to you. Gideon has his doubts. And he knew He was not the best potential candidate for the position, but he trusted in the Lord because God chooses leaders who want to serve him for the right reasons. How important is that? The Lord God wants to use you, my friend. And your ability to handle money, your ability to do a Very intelligent money management will be one thing, probably the most important thing that you can do for your own self, with your own finances, and for your group, because people will pay attention to you if you are doing good. Because honestly, who wants to follow someone that is broke? Who is going to follow a leader that doesn't have the means to even pay for his own expenses? People feel really uncomfortable when leaders are pushing and pushing for giving some more money, demands for money. People are not fools. People are smart and they don't like that. But they, they see in you that you serve God for the right reasons. And you are smart enough to handle well your own finances. You are not pushing for money to anybody you do what is right you are a hardworking person and the Lord is calling you to do something ask the Lord okay Lord give me a proof you know I want to I want to prove prove to me Lord that you are calling me to do something I promise you my friend the Lord will give you that proof and in fact right now where you are you have the best proof that the Holy Spirit is with you because you can sense His presence right now. You know that what I have said to you today to you is absolutely true. You know in your heart that your finances need to change. You know in your heart that there are so many changes that you need to implement in your own character. You know in your heart that you need to increase your prayer time and you know very well that you must come back to the bible and read more and more because this is essential for your future you know all that and as a result of that the holy spirit has been just in, on top of you pouring down on top of you you feel his presence you feel the holy spirit upon you and he he's proving you that but you want more proof He will give you more proof. You want to be healed? You want to be healed in your mind to begin with? You want to be healed in your emotions? The Lord will heal you, my friend. The thing is understanding that your job as a servant of God is to listen to what He has to say to you. Then you do it. The transformation in your life will come when finally you start thinking the way that He thinks, you start feeling the way that He feels, you start talking the way that He talks, and then you start doing things and behaving the way that He behaves. Do you think that the Lord God does everything you do? There are many things that we do all the time that are not godly. But the Lord understands you. He doesn't kill us because he has so much mercy and compassion. But he is unhappy with that behavior. So today the Lord is calling you for a change. to Stop doing what is wrong and start doing things right. With The presence of the Holy Spirit upon you, you can do that, my friend and experience the freedom that you need. And also with that, you will experience healing. So I pray today for healing coming upon you. Receive the healing that you need right now. Lift up your hands, close your eyes, and breathe deeply in and out, and let the presence of God come upon you. And as I speak these words, you just receive your healing. I bless you today, my friend. That by the power of the Holy Spirit coming upon you. You are set free. You receive freedom in your soul, in your heart, in your mind. Chains are being broken. You are not deceived anymore. The blinds are disappearing from your life. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, you receive also restoration in your health. Whatever is what you need, just keep your hands up. Keep breathing and let the Holy Spirit work in your body right now. Dear Lord, thank you for my friend watching. Thank you for my friend listening. show them lord how powerful you are show to my friend how real you are receive right now my friend the power of god in you that's it that is the power of god it's like a heavy blanket upon you brings you peace and restoration you see on the screen the email address info the thechurch.us, send me an email and say Gian, i felt something today it's real he showed me he gave me a proof but the best thing we can do is to all together declare the greatness of john 3:16. god loved the world so much that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him will not be lost, but have eternal life. In the name of Jesus, receive the forgiveness of your sins. Your name is written in the book of life. And being a pleasure that you have been here with us today at this wonderful celebration Cinco de Mayo. Again, Felicidades Hermanos Mexicanos. Very, very happy to be among so many Hispanics here in Texas. People from all Latin America, speaking in Spanish, and from Odessa, Texas, in the name of our Lord God Almighty, the Son and the Holy Spirit, in the name of our church, Victory Church, and in the name of my church members, my wife, Tracy, my son, Sebastian, and my team, everybody here in the church, we wish you a wonderful rest of your Sunday. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much. Good morning. Let me invite you to download or install Gian TV, which is our Roku channel. If you have a Roku TV or a Roku device, don't hesitate to install this free, absolutely free Roku channel. You will be able to watch wonderful videos, all the categories that we have here. So go to search channels, search for Gian TV, and then hit Installed. Don't forget to give us a five stars if you like our videos. Thank you so much for watching. By Giancarlo
1: I know you have suffered, but what if you would have never met your mom because she died giving birth to you? That's the beginning of Simon's story. Then Simon's father died when he was only 15 years old. He was sent to a foster home where he was bullied, humiliated, and there was no one to protect him. But Simon decided to find a way to get his revenge by studying and becoming good at sports. He won a scholarship, and soon he started his own business, Simon Yardwork. Mean people were envious of his success, but one day, Simon met and fell in love with Jackie. They were happy until the FBI arrested Simon due to clues that incriminated him with several murdered people. Will Simon end up in prison? Don't miss the outcome of this story, The Best Revenge, the musical that will inspire everyone to pay good for evil. Go to mygiancarlo.com to purchase The Best Revenge on audio and video.
2: Of you, wanting to find you. You removed all my fears. Also, you took all of my tears. You make me feel loved. You make me feel good. I love your words. You changed my world. You make me feel loved. You make me feel good. I love your words. You changed my world. Time you rescued me, my own tears became the ink to write the prayers. the wind blowing off my skin I feel your love coming, you're my spring the winter is over no more snow my heart you filled with your love now in my home I hear the birds I see the kids playing boys and Like the ocean wants the moon Like the grass needs the rain Come and take my pain away How can somebody face my heart My life is falling apart If only there was somebody Who sees that I'm not nobody How can somebody face my heart My life is falling apart If only there was somebody Who sees that I'm not nobody Sing to me A love song again Fly me on Your airplane My shining start tonight. I need you badly in my life.
0: It is absolutely amazing what I am feeling. Never before I experienced what you have done to me. I know that in the past, I didn't see things as I do now. But honestly, you have changed everything for me. And uh, I don't want to let it go. I don't want you to go anywhere. Stay here with me, by me, because you make me feel alive. And I know that you love me, and I love you, I love you with all of my heart, I belong to you, you brought me a new life, a life that is absolutely profound, real, and true. Hey hey hey
2: That's all that's all that's all folks <laughs> Time to go home <laughs> Ciao